Hello, everybody. Welcome to the SideQuest Podcast. My name is Luke. And I'm BJ. And uh, you, how you, how you been? I've been all right. You know, work at retail, Christmas time. Yeah, that's got to suck. Yeah, it's pretty gay. That's that's one of my favorite parts about not working at GameStop, which, by the way, Mike offered me a part-time job. He said, just one day. And I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. uh, probably not but we'll see um but no yeah I've, i i figured i'd ask how you doing first because you know the last week we did our game awards watch well last week we did a game awards watch party and was it our, our game no we didn't do the game awards episode last week it was a different one right we did game awards predictions or our voting the week before last i think but uh, we, we watched the Game Awards, which is what this is going to be, kind of a response to those. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it was it was a lot more fun this year because uh, we, we got to go to Matt's house yeah, and uh, and experience the Game Awards, which uh, they were long. They were very long. I wasn't expecting that. I felt like we kind of put Matt out by staying so late. <laughs> I feel a bit bad, uh, but you know, I hey, Matt offered, I, I truly didn't think it'd be that long. Like, I kind of feel a bit bad for overstaying. kind of feel like, yeah, overstaying our welcome. Yeah, they kind of padded it out a bit towards the end, I think. And that's kind of, I think, my biggest problem with the Game Awards this year is how many, like, I wonder if someone actually counted of how much of them were announcements and awards versus what were advertisements. Well, that was that was something that I picked up on while watching it was that, like, the announcements were kind of like, all right, get the shit done and over with so we can get back to the commercials. yeah. And, like, I get it, like, there's a lot of money involved in the Game Awards, sure. Mm-hmm. I feel like you gotta be really picky now. Like, yeah. Like, case in point, what was the one, there was one person who was at the award show saying, hey, they're telling me to get off stage, but I just want to say one more thing, like, that kind of thing. Yeah, Where it's it like, was, dude, uh, it wasn't was Yosef, it? it was, uh, it was, um, was it the Arcane Dudes for Deathloop? I think so. It was either them or it was, uh, no, it wasn't the Forza guys, um... I want to say it was Arcane. I think so. We could be wrong, but either way, it was someone that had not been on stage yet that was getting booed off. Well, it wasn't even getting booed off, but they were apparently everybody had like 30 seconds or even less to give a speech. Um, and it's like, dude, this is the Game Awards, dog. Yeah, like, like let this them is an talk. event to honor the people that make games, and you're going to give them 30 seconds? Well, and then how many how many awards did you go? And the winner is this person. Next nomination, and like you just sped through some. Yeah, like a lot of those. Like uh, I would have loved to see anybody come up to to get the award for like near replicants soundtrack. Yeah, fucking get like, Yoko Taro in there. <laughs> like that. That's kind of, and that's that's one of my biggest problems. And we're we're gonna talk about the actual game awards and get into the normal nitty gritty. But I wanted to get this out the way. The game awards definitely feel like they are being more commercialized. Because, like, if you go back and watch some of the older ones, they actually gave a lot of awards time. I mean, case in point, Yosef saying, fuck the Oscars the first, like, or 2017. Yeah. was such a, a moment that you wouldn't have this year because... Well, Character <sighs> art complete, by the way. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. What a, I'm, I'm going to be real. It wasn't my game of the year, but what a well-deserved one. I think it takes two, especially with what I've seen, and, like, I got to play a little bit of it. God, well-made. Like, for realistically. I, I've been itching to play it for a while. I just need... Hey, I'm down, bro. Let's do it. After work. I, uh, whenever. Let's I think we it. definitely should. I also need to get a um, a second controller, which will be easier for me now, 
for my PS5 because I really want to play that and A Way Out with my sister. A Way Out's really good. Yeah, I, I played like the opening bit of it with Trevor once, mm-hmm. and it was really fun, but I didn't get to finish it. A Way Out's really good. I actually got to play that one. Um, so yeah, Hazelight, the, the studio behind these games, phenomenal. So I'm always looking forward to what they do, especially because they dedicate themselves to co-op games. Yeah. Where it's like, this is a game you have to play with someone else. I'm like, that's really good. Um. Yeah, but dude, like, it's just, it feels so like, because yeah, I wish they would have given everybody more time. Like, I understand, like, to me, first and foremost, the award show needs to be about the awards. Because yes. it's an award show. So you should take the time to give out the awards, give a trophy to somebody, and then in between those, have announcements and ads going through. Mm-hmm. How how many ads for fucking mobile games did we get? That, and I feel like I've seen every shooter that's going to come out in the next two years yeah. at the end of this event. That's all it was, was just shooter, shooter, shooter. And that really wore me down, and I was already tired. Like, yeah, we and like I want to I wanna point this out. I was drunk at the beginning of this award show. I was dead sober I, at the end. I downed a bottle of wine, and then by the end of it, I was like, I'm tired. I want to go home. No, like, at, yeah, at the end, it was like, I'm tired. I'm sober as shit. Mm-hmm. Like, that was the biggest thing. It's like, it went on long enough for me to sober up. Because originally, I was going to sleep over. Matt offered, and I was like, yeah, absolutely. At the end, I'm like, I'm sober enough. I can go home. Yeah. And it's like, dude, that the whole thing was just like, like again, I liked a lot of the reveals, and I, I actually liked watching the award show like with Matt, at least in the beginning. It definitely went on too long. Yeah. Um, but like, it's kind of like with E three, where it's like it feels like every year there's just going down in quality. Mm-hmm. And like, granted, E 3s had problems with like you know obviously COVID and stuff. So recently, right. So I can't really blame them there. But like, man, you remember when when Fallout Four was announced? Yeah. And you remember when Cyberpunk was announced? Yeah. Man, do you remember when Breath of the Wild was announced? <laughs> like, those E3s where it was, like, hype shit. And then, like, year after year, it feels like... And maybe it's just because of the games that I'm not into are getting, like, the hype m- announcements. But the Game Wars especially is, like, it's getting worse and worse every year. I think a lot of that has to do with, like, when a studio wants to announce a game, they'll just drop a trailer on Twitter a lot of the time these days. Mm-hmm. And that kind of ruins that whole, like, camaraderie feeling you get from these big events. But um, some of the stuff they showed, at the beginning at least, for the first half, I thought was really great. I mean, the first few were actually pretty solid. Um, there was actually a surprising... I, I, when I was doing research for this for this podcast, surprising amount of Game Pass uh, gets and like Xbox exclusives. Some indies and, and, their, and obviously Hellblade showing up. And the awards themselves, I was much more satisfied this year than last year. I felt like there wasn't an award given out to someone that didn't deserve it. The, yeah, Besides, like... like dream but you know. i love that they're like dream got the award he's not here but he got the award and i'm like yeah no shit he's not here just throw it in the fucking trash i i de- i i would have voted for foosley just because like i know her and i know her group of people that she hangs out with and i actually watch their content so i was like yeah but i'm gonna be real that for that thing the whole content creator of the year you're really not gonna nominate ludwig yeah after all the shit he's done this year alone really I feel like that was a shoe in Like, that would have been immediate Ludwig would have won that. I, I, at least I feel. I want to know Dream the, won, but yeah. the criteria that they go through to pick those because it seems kind of weird and arbitrary. Well, a lot of the... a lot. Of, I don't know about the content creator of the year and the esports stuff because I know at least for, like... 
Because like, I, I still kind of watch Kind of Funny and like Easy Allies and all these other like YouTube groups. They are apparently on the board for the Game Awards. And they pick like a bunch of nominees and they get picked like filtered out. Interesting. So yeah, like the reason why you probably didn't see Tales of Arise or like Shin Megami Tensei Five in Game of the Year categories because these are the type of people they don't like. Those don't cons- they don't consider those Game of the Year material mm-hmm. when compared to a Death Loop or I wouldn't even say it takes two. I'm actually surprised I just got nominated, but like Psychonauts and Death Loop and Ratchet, like the the big AAA games, right. Whereas those to them are are obviously game of the year winners because look how much money is in there, look how uh, cinematic they are, things like that. When it's like, meanwhile here Celeste, dude, that I wish I I know it wasn't gonna because it was against Red Dead and God of War and Assassin's Creed, mm. so I knew it wasn't gonna win. But I would have been so happy if Celeste would have won. I'm gonna be completely honest. I would have been very happy about that as well. But hey, God of War got it, so I'm not too upset. Yeah, true. but um. Yeah, it's the Game Awards definitely just kind of feel like they're going downhill. I really hope they take, because uh, a lot of people are talking about this year's and how it was just padded. There's yeah. a lot of advertisers. I also want to point out, so that in the beginning of the show, they talked about the Activision thing. They didn't mention Activision. Uh, yeah, name, they didn't mention Activision, clear. but it was very clearly pointed at Activision. And then you announce a Quantic Dream Star Wars game? Yeah. After a lot of the stuff that they That was pretty soon after, too. Yeah, and then how many times has Riot Games sponsored some of the reveals and stuff? You taking money from Tencent? Yeah. It's, it's rough. See, like, that's that's been my thing. It's like, yeah, if you want to... Like, it's one thing. If you would have said, like, look, we don't agree with... We don't agree with Activision. Cool. That means don't show off Star Wars Eclipse. Don't yeah. take money from the Chinese government in their mobile games and stuff. But hey, you know, it is what it is. But, uh, like, the Deathloop did get nominated for a bunch of shit. It didn't win that, much. It didn't win much, actually. It was, uh, I think it was Art Direction that it won. Should have been Psychonauts, but whatever. I agree, but, like, I'm kind of glad that it got something. Yeah, it got Art Direction. But and... even for the other things, like, a lot of the things that got nominated in the same categories as each other they beat each other out so i felt like it was balanced psychonauts won nothing really yeah th- th- look at us going really yeah i, f- I feel like I, th- I thought i th- i'm like I, i'm not I th- real i like don't remember how i remember that show. it winning something <laughs> now i got nominated for a lot weird no but uh you just want to go through the winners and kind of talk about the ones that we care about at least yeah let's go through those okay um so it takes two one game of the year uh Honestly, like we just said, the the character arc, I'm cool with it. Yep, it's a very well made game. It's it's phenomenal. I think it's it's such a great puzzle co op game, and just seeing Yosef, where you can tell he did not expect to win. He was in a t shirt and jeans. Yeah, just like whatever. <laughs> and then like he was legitimately excited. I love his little. Granted, as short as it was, his little speech was like, "Hey, the Oscars did get fucked." So we bring that back full circle. But also, he's like, "Man, y'all should really have kids. Go get some." And I'm like, this man is a genius. I love him. Yeah. But I thought that was kind of sweet how he was like, oh, I won this for my daughters. One, who, one who's not even here yet. And he's like, but I already love her. And I'm like, that's so cool, dude. Yeah, that was really nice. I, I'm I'm cool with that. Best ongoing game was given to Final Fantasy XIV. And I'm we, so happy about we that. We knew that was going to happen. Well, that's the thing is, I think what, what else was nominated? Like League of Legends. It was and like, like League, Fortnite. Apex and like Final Fantasy and I'm so happy Final Fantasy won that same showing that like I to me it's a kind of thing where 
Square is kind of realizing putting the right people in charge of their projects is going to come out on top because 14 was abysmal back in 2010. Mm-hmm. It's now been a decade of this game. It's one of the best MMOs out there. You can't just put Nomura on everything and expect yeah. it to sell. Not anymore. It used to be able to do that, apparently, but not anymore. Yep. Uh, most anticipated game was Elden Ring, of course. Yeah, I kind of um, expected that. I per- I think my personal one was Starfield. Yours was uh, Horizon, but... That's right. To be fair, all of those games are anticipated as shit. Yeah, I mean, I the reason that I know Zelda didn't win is because we've seen one trailer of it and we know fucking yeah. nothing about it. Well, we we understand it's like it was originally supposed to be DLC, so it's in the same engine, probably same gameplay loops, but they're going to add some cool stuff and I'm I'm cool with that. Yeah. But uh yeah, Elden Ring I'm excited for. Apparently the people who've played it are saying like it is the Souls game of Souls games. So I'm very nice. hyped for that. Um it takes two got multiplayer game, also well deserved. Hell yeah. But that's another thing too is they did the thing where this tonight it takes two also one multiplayer game or whatever and I'm like let that happen yeah naturally like I I'm cool with seeing the same guy go up twice instead of seeing a mobile game ad for something I'm never gonna play yeah um Genshin Impact got mobile game of the year nice of course uh Guardians of the Galaxy got narrative yeah that was really nice to see I am so glad it did because it is actually really good. You voted for that one on that yep. category too. I did, and it it is it's so good. It's such a good narrative. I, the story of Guardians is honestly, it it takes. I think you have to get to like chapter two or three because mm-hmm. at first it's just generic sci-fi with some humor. Right. But then it starts to really open up of like, oh, this isn't like the Guardians you remember. This is a Guardians that they've kind of built and they've built a world around. And there's past to some of these characters that you, as a comic fan, probably don't know about because they said fuck it. Let's try that. I love that. And like, like one of them, I guess, like not really spoilers, but you run into one of Peter's exes, mm-hmm. and there is a moment where Peter's going, "Is that my kid? Is that mine? <laughs> like, like we 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 did a thing like that many years ago. She's that old. Is that's mine, right?" And the girl doesn't answer. Oh shit! And the whole time you're going, "Is that Peter's kid?" Like, and it's, it's, and so now you get a little bit of attachment because you're like, okay, that's Peter's kid. And then you have these moments. It's great. I actually really love it. And the way they, they imbue the, like the soul stone in the story and all this other, it's so good. Um, you actually get to go, there's a moment, um, where you go back to earth with the guardians and I'm like, Oh, this is, it's so good the way, cause like as someone who actually has read some guardians comics, obviously seen the movies, played the telltale game as well. Man, they they kind of knew it's like what buttons to push. Yeah, and for these characters, because it's it is a Guardians game, but it's a Peter Quill game. Yeah, and I'm actually glad they did that because if they would have gone, no, it's the whole Guardians. We're gonna do all this stuff. It's like no, no, they focused on Peter Quill, but you have moments with the rest of the Guardians. It really helps the narrative. If they hadn't done that, they put it in risk of being compared to Avengers too heavily. And I'm, that's I'm not what you want. I'm glad too because yeah, Peter Quill is the main character. He's the one you play as too, so you don't get to jump around as Gamora, but you can tell her, "Hey, use this attack and do this one and combo with this." So it's really good. Yeah, but so yeah, good, good on that one for winning narrative. Tales of Arise was best role playing game. Well deserved. Very, it's arguably the best one that came out this year besides uh, SMT Five. Yeah, I haven't played it, but I could definitely tell just watching the trailers and everything that it was going to be a big RPG. So I, mean, I, I, I even, deserved. whenever we, we did our podcast, when I mentioned it, it was like, yeah, this is, they took a lot of cues from, from remake. You were gushing about it. It's very good. It, 
I don't like doing a lot of random battles in even in remake or even in games where it's action oriented. Like there were times in Tales of Vesperia where I was like, I just want to get to the next story bit. Vesperia is a little hard to get through. But then this game kind of streamlined the combat where it it feels really good. And so I was like, anytime I saw enemies, I just went, yeah, I'll fight them. The boss enemies, like they have like over leveled enemies in the world, and so it's like if I found out, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm that level, I would run back. Right. Just to go fight the big praying mantis next to the mine or whatever. And I'm like, give me, I, w- I want to fight it. Because it was like, it, the combat's so good. And then if you're a fan of like JRPG anime games, then you're going to like the story. Um, but yeah, there it's, uh, I think I told you it was, it's um, Noctis' voice actor is the protagonist. And Futaba's voice actor, our, our girl Erica Lindbeck as the main girl. Hell yeah, baby. So it's... Uh, Good, good voice actors all around. Like in all honesty, I think they got some some good talent. And like I said, when I was playing it, this is a Tales game where they said, "Here's a budget." Yeah, they threw some money, and I was like, "Oh hell yeah, this is this is nice." That's really refreshing to see because Tales always kind of feels like the the B tier RPG, and now they're pushing it towards like a. Yeah, I'm. I, it was such a such a breath of fresh air for for that series because I like the Tales games. I do, but like. I think I finished two of them. It was Vesperia and Berseria. Berseria is the fan favorite, I think. Well, it's got a great story, but like it's nothing really changes from game to game. Like it, they all kind of feel the same. Yeah. But then, yeah, Tales of Arise came out and was like, no, 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 here, here you go. Here's here's something new. So they did good there. Deathloop got art direction. Personally, would have gone Psychonauts, but. Looking at Deathloop objectively, it's like you can tell their style there. Yeah. The, the 50, is it 50? I think it's like 50 style, kind of like. It seems kind of like 50, 60s. And then the sci-fi element where it's it's very, it, it's got that like that old timey sci-fi feel. So this new kind of metallic sci-fi, like it's got that quote unquote groovy style of sci-fi, which I think was actually works well for it. It gave, the first time seeing it, it kind of gave me some like Fallout vibes, like before the nukes hit, so. Mm. That's kind of how I uh, how I pictured that game. It, it's def. I mean, like we clowned on it. Obviously, when we saw the, the nominations. I mean, I like I specifically was very pissed because seeing The Last of Us win everything last year, I was like, here we go. Yeah, and like it was. What's funny too is like like last year we both liked The Last of Us Part Two. I think you gushed about it more than I did, and even then you were like, but that many awards? <laughs> yeah, we we did a whole episode about The Last of Us Two, I think. And I was I I still love that game, but I I don't think it deserves to win every award at a show. Yeah, and like yeah, we'll clown on these games. We still like them. I think Deathloop is a great game. Yeah. If you have a PS5, go play it. Like honestly, it's that's the, one of your only exclusives. So what else are you gonna do? <laughs> it's one of your only new exclusives. Yeah. I mean, hey, case in point, Horizon and and God of War are not gonna be exclusive either. Exactly. I love that they had to be like they had to go back on that like little side tangent for Horizon. Cause like I I straight up am buying the the special edition for PS4 because I get a free upgrade. Yeah, I'm not buying the the PS5 version. I'll buy the sixty bucks or whatever special edition and then get the free upgrade. I would like to have a statue for Horizon, so I'll I'll buy the biggest one that they allow me to. But uh, all right, esports game League of Legends, no shit. Yeah, for uh, the nineteenth year in a row. Yep. Uh, community support was given to Final Fantasy fourteen, also well deserved. Uh, they have done wonders for being very open to their community, talking about everything, telling you what the new updates are, listening to feedback, and adding some cool stuff. And, like, case in point, fixing the fucking game. Yeah. Like, I think it's cool. Uh, Returnal got best action game. 
Uh, I'm okay with that one. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I'm pretty... I think Metroid Dread was on there, too. Uh, it was, and, but Metroid won another category. Yeah, we're getting there. Uh, but, yeah, Returnal's a really good game as well. Another PS5 exclusive. Uh, definitely, if you like those roguelikes, like a Hades and any of those, like, kind of permadeath, but, like, the further you get in type stuff that the roguelike system it's like i was telling in Matt, 3d I, I always say that i hate roguelikes and then a roguelike comes out and you're like oh shit this is actually really good yeah like fucking crypt the necker dancer hades um what's that watch you'll play returnal like? and you'll love it too that's what i'm thinking that looks like the type that i'm gonna really love i just the way it's kinetic like it definitely deserves action game because it's very kinetic like like dodging through because it, it has like that bullet hell feel sometimes too where there's like millions of things coming at you and you gotta like kind of worry about okay where do i dodge like because there are some times where it's like would i rather take a hit from the big laser here or like the th trillion small ones here and you kind of have to like think on the fly like that mm -hmm. and yeah the further you get you know obviously the more things you open up more weapons and everything it's, it's really good dead Definitely. cells was like that too that's the one i was trying to think of yeah but i hate roguelikes <laughs> i hate roguelikes but here's a bunch of roguelikes i really like here's my 15 top favorite roguelikes <laughs> um Best fighting game, Guilty Gear Strive. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. Well deserved. I kind of was hoping Nickelodeon would win it because it'd be hilarious. <laughs> I would have been so confused. <laughs> but um, Guilty Gear Strive definitely got that. That's hands down. Hell yeah. Forza Horizon 5 was audio design. Check the screen, dog. It's good. I just, if it goes if it goes I, straight black. After that one time, yeah. I'm gun shy. No, if, if you still see the little things going, it's still doing it. Yeah, we, we have audio. Like, BJ's, the, he looks at the, cam the computer because I'm not looking at it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we had one time where it, it, the computer, like, straight just went to black mm -hmm. and stopped our recording, stopped everything. And so we had to, we now are very conscious about that. Yeah. But, no, if it ever just goes full black, like, let it do for a second. If it doesn't, if the little lights don't show up, then, yeah, be like, then hey, got hey, hey. <laughs> Um, Forza Horizon 5 was audio design. I was happy to see that one. I, I wanted Village to win, but I know how much work they put into Forza, so I'm well, totally like, okay with the that. The amount of times they like they apparently went into like the like to Mexico, filmed a bunch of stuff, like actually drove cars and put like the audio, like the 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 amount of detail Forza has is insane. Yeah, and I'm I'm super happy that they did it with five and saying like, hey, we're Mexico. We're showing all this shit. We're going to make sure it sounds authentic. It's like driving through water and jumping right onto land. Mm -hmm. The Like what you hear, especially play play the, play just play video games with headphones, like good headphones, because you will hear that difference. Yeah, for and sure. So definitely deserve there. Indie game was Kenna Bridge of Spirits. I haven't played it, so I can't speak on this game, but I've heard good things about it. Yeah, I've, I've heard a ton of good stuff, so I'm pretty happy that one won. But ever since Matt introduced me to Inscription... I feel bad for not voting anything for it. Yeah, because when we were talking about it, we we're like, we don't know this game. And then Matt was like, no, I know this game. And uh, yeah, Inscription looks sick as hell. Now all I want from that Indie Direct tomorrow is just that. Yeah, I th I think it's... Is it coming to Game Pass, I think? I don't know, because I, I tried to look it up, see if it was on like home consoles yet, and I couldn't find anything. Yeah, I'm, I'm very... That game looks really sick, so I'm, thank you, Matt, for telling us about it. And now, you know... We're, we'll we'll probably have like an inscription section on a podcast one day to talk about it. That'll be fun. It looks really sick. I want to like, I want them to sell actual cards because I would love to play that physically. Yeah. Metroid Dread action adventure game. Fuck well, yeah! Very well deserved. I think if anything's gonna be an action adventure, it's Metroid Dread. One hundred percent. Like that game, like just 
I don't, and like, here's the thing too. It's like with BJ with roguelike. I don't like, I don't like uh, Metroidvania style games, but here's like the 10 Metroidvania games I think are sick. Yeah. Metroid Dread is one of those where I'm like, this is fucking awesome. I, I really hope that this kicks people into gear and Konami's like, wow, this type of game, people want it. And they start fucking making Castlevania again. Dude, if they actually make a new Castlevania in that style, I will lose my shit. Because that Metroid Dread is so good. Just remake Symphony of the Night yeah. in HD. Be so good. Uh, Maggie Robinson won performer the best performance. Mm-hmm. So Lady D getting the award. I didn't expect her to win, but I'm happy to see that she did. I'm glad she won. I would have given it to Colt's voice actor, though. Colt is so fucking good in Deathloop. Like, that is the one, like... I don't give a shit what anybody thinks. Like, you can tell me Deathloop's the worst game of all time, but if you tell me, and I'll be like, that's your opinion, man. You do you. If you tell me the voice acting's bad in that game, I'll fucking beat the shit out of you. Yeah. It's so good. But yeah, honestly, Maggie deserves it, because like... That was a hard category to vote for, because they were all just amazing. I mean, John Carlos Esposito is in that in that category. Yeah. You say what you will about how Far Cry 6 turned out. He still was the standout performance. Yeah, the cutscenes um, in that game with him are just fantastic. But the fact that... The fact that Maggie just kind of sold Lady Dimitrescu, Demi mm-hmm. Dimitrescu, whatever her name is, um, before the game even came out. Yeah. Like, people were already in voice, like, not even, like, sure, the way she looked, sure, but she sold that character in the demo, in the pre-trailers the pre uh, trailers and everything. And then, like, the, when the game came out, she was on IGN, saying, like, reading thirst tweets and shit mm-hmm. with the voice, and I'm like, this is great. That, uh... That's another big thing about that performance is that, like, she played it so well that a lot of people, including me, thought that Lady D was, like, the big bad in the game. Yeah, and she's in there for the for the first act and then gone. Yeah. You never see her again. That's I think that's what, what shows that is that, like, she's in there realistically for a very minuscule part, and then she's out. Yep. Which, I mean, we should have seen that coming considering that, like, Resident Evil 7, you think it's the the main Baker family dude. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, aha, it's the little girl. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it, they've done that before. But I, I think all of the all of the characters in Village were really good. I agree. I, I also just, the story of it, like, the, the whole idea that, like, oh, yeah, since 7, all, all that shit has been fake and all this stuff has been planned. I'm that like, was such a, fuck? like mind explosion for me where they were like oh Ethan you've been dead yeah. you're not alive <laughs> it's like yeah you're, you're you are mold and mm-hmm. I'm like mmm huh that was insane it's it's so cool like I, I like Village but yeah Maggie Robertson phenomenal and best looking woman of that whole press conference I'm gonna be real yeah she came out and you're like ooh hello yeah she, that dress was very sick. good uh, best sports racing very obviously went to Forza of course if if FIFA would have won that, I think I would have just gone home. Dude, I, I would have been pissed. I would have just said, all right, Matt, thanks for having me. I'm out. And I would have drove home. Uh, but yeah, Forza 5 is great. If you like racing games, you like the, if you want a game that you can just kind of turn on mm-hmm. and just play, like put on a podcast, whatever, like just play a game, that's a game you can just always turn on and turn off. Very good for that. Yeah. Uh, near replicant version 1.22474487139 and there's more uh got best score soundtrack i was really happy about that one i i honestly personally i would have given it to cyberpunk because out of everything that game did the the one that no one says is bad is a soundtrack yeah but also near soundtracks are bomb 100% so like that definitely was like oh yeah this is well deserved 
Yeah. Would have given it a cyberpunk, but well deserved. Still, really wish I could have seen Yoko Taro accept that reward. Again, that, again, next year, I swear to God, if if they don't let people just accept these awards and talk, like I understand you need to fill time and you have a certain amount of time that these ads have to play. Mm-hmm. But next year, just don't take that many ads. Yeah, it. Like I get it. Like it makes a lot of money, but like. I don't need Simu Liu to to give me a, an award for whatever and make a stupid joke about, oh, Halo, guys, I don't even want to be here. I feel like they should have put more in the pre-show. Also, why the fuck did you show a Guillermo del Toro trailer for a movie? Yeah, that was kind of weird. Like, I get it. He's he's Kojima's friend. Fuck off. And Kojima and, wasn't even there physically this year. No, he just kind of was like, hey, guys, here's my friend Guillermo del Toro's making a movie. Here's the trailer for it. And I'm like, <laughs> why the fuck? Yeah, he basically Jeff Keighley is like, "Hey, here's my friend Kojima," and Kojima's like, "Hey, here's my friend Del Toro," and then it it was very weird. I'm gonna see the movie. I mean, but yeah, because I like Del Toro movies, but I didn't need to see it at a Game Awards. Yeah, it was a very weird. Like that's, venue to... that is a pre-show. Yeah, like that would be like, "Hey, Kojima's friends at the Game of Del Toro. Here's a thing," and then and then you go. By the way, Del Toro is gonna per, uh, give out an award, and then you have him get the award in the thing. That that to me would have been the better option. Like put a lot of that like really big advertising, like the stuff that you have to get out of the way on the pre-show, and save the like the Sonic the Hedgehog trailer and like the song like both of them. Those are things you can put in the award show because they are game related. Mm-hmm. The Del Toro thing is related to the game slightly, just because Kojima was the one who announced it. Yeah, and so that was it. And it's like this is dumb. But uh. Yeah, I, I wish Yogatar would have been there to, to give out that award or to accept it. Same. Uh, Age of Empires 4, best strategy game. Fair. Kind of saw that coming. Yeah. Best VR game was Resident Evil 4. Hell yeah. Really good. I think that's great. I've been playing the, uh, the Switch version of that. And oh, yeah? Just to like gear up and prepare myself to be able to compare between the regular one and the VR one. So I'm very excited to play that myself. Life is Strange, True Colors, got games for impact. I'm happy about that one. Yeah, I think I think those games usually would. They're very good with mental health and very inclusive games for the for that kind of audience. And so definitely deserves the games of impact forward. Uh, it takes two. Got family game, the one non Nintendo game. Yeah, that's, by the way, that's saying something when you can be the only one on a Nintendo copied list and beat them all out, including Mario Kart, not Mario Kart, Mario Party. That's a big win. And then uh, Deathloop got best game direction or studio slash game direction was was Arcane, and that's the one I think they they got the award and were told to get off the stage. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, debut indie game was Kennebridge of Spirits. Cool. Uh, Forza Horizon Five got the innovation for accessibility, which I did not know it had an actual sign language person in the game I didn't know signing to you. I didn't know that, and when I saw that they had a thing, I was like, no fucking way. And then, yeah, the other day one accessibility options were already big. And then you go, hey, that's coming in an update. I'm like, that's sick. That is nice. And then the player's voice, which is the 100% player voted one, Halo Infinite won that. Yeah. Which I th- I'm i going to go ahead and be real. Recency bias? 100%. But, uh, yeah. So. It is what it is. But, uh, yeah, th- those those were the awards. Those were what won. Um just i guess we've already talked about what we feel about the award show and everything else but like good year for some games i mean obviously we're in the trying time so games obviously got delayed and pushed back and cut content whatever 
I'd say for the games that did come out this year, we had a pretty solid lineup. Metroid Dread came out fucking perfect. It Takes Two was good. Deathloop was good. Psychonauts 2 was great. Like, every game on the Game of the Year winner list or the nominees, all great games. Yeah, they all deserve to be there. Yeah. I, I definitely put more. Like, the thing is, obviously, they have to have, like, a six, I think, at most. Yeah. So, like, I would have put Tales of Rise up there. I probably would have put Forza in there. I'm honestly shocked Forza wasn't on there because that game was the highest rated game of the year. It sold a shit. It had, I think, what was it? I want to say it was 10 million concurrent players at one point, I think. Damn. It had a lot. I, I That number could be very wrong. But there was a lot of people playing that game right before Halo came out. And it I feel like that alone, because, like, the game itself is well-polished, great graphics, phenomenal, like, pretty good voice acting for the people in the game. The audio design's great. I feel like everything, and then uh, culminating with the review scores and the sales numbers and the player count, I feel like it should have been nominated. Yeah, I, I definitely think so. If if it's how you describe it and they have to do, like, a, a bracket type of thing, I need to know how this works. I think, I think most of the people who are putting those nominations together have no, like, don't play Forza like that. Yeah. Where that is, like, it's the game, like like I said, it's a game you can pick up and put down whenever. Whereas a Deathloop, you kind of got to sit there for it for, like, a few hours. Whereas Forza, you, you can kind of play whenever. It's probably not the game you're thinking of to go back home and play immediately. Right. But, like, to some people it is. Like, that's the thing is I feel like most of these teams who vote on these don't have a racing game fan on their team mm-hmm. who would, like, die for that game and get it nominated. And because that's the thing is, like, IGN, like, it's one of the biggest problems with IGN and, like, those types of companies where it's like, yeah, the guy reviewing the game likes the game probably. The company doesn't. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you could like you could sit there and see IGN, like the guy who they gave the code to, give a game a seven, whereas the guy who actually plays RPGs might have said, Well, actually it's more like a six or a five, because this is bad, this is bad, this is bad. Or they'll say it's a nine because it does this better. Mm-hmm. The thing is, like, that's kind of the problem that I have with like IGN and a lot of those is some of those guys obviously don't have a love for some of these games, so they don't see the intricacies in them. Yeah. So where they can yeah, they can give Forza a phenomenal score. Probably not going to get nominated, though. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, this is kind of thing. At the end of the day, these are just a glorified, you know, popularity contest. Yeah. That we get to see some cool reveals for. So that's about it. But speaking of those reveals, that front end of the show had some really good shit. So, very clearly, I don't think these are in any particular order. I have a list here. Mm -hmm. But let's start with the big one that matters to us. Yes. Persona 4 Arena Ultimax. On Switch and PlayStation Four, not a, and and uh or Switch, PlayStation, and PC, yeah, not Xbox, a console that it was originally on, and I think it actually in North America sold better on 360 than PS3 when it came out. Persona Four Arena is backwards compatible. Arena Ultimax is not. Super weird. I I wonder if Atlas just doesn't like Xbox, because there because like Sega does, yeah, very clearly. But then, like, Atlas just refuses. And I'm like, I, do you, like, someone, like, Phil Spencer must have gone over there, asked for Persona, and then pissed him off somehow. Because, like, I don't understand this, like, we're not putting it on Xbox. Yeah, it, it really doesn't make much sense these days, considering how close it is to, like, if you put a game on PS5, it'll definitely work on Xbox. Also, just like with Strikers... Switch owners are going to play this game and not know what the fuck is going on. Yeah. Because Persona 4 Arena Ultimax is not just a four sequel, but a three sequel. Yeah. So now you have two games you got to play before you can play Ultimax, realistically, to understand what the hell is going on in the story. Mm-hmm. So, 
it's a weird thing. Like you and me are gonna get it and play it because we we have four. We've played four yeah, and I've, three. I've played through four probably three separate times. Yeah. and then three, I I only did one playthrough and then half of the female playthrough. Which have you heard that they're talking about a portable HD remaster? Well, apparently, I think it's the remaster they're doing is going to be like a definitive Persona mm. Three, where it's going to be the FES content and portables extra content. I hope in that's one the package. Case. I hope so. If that's the case, cool. If it's just a portal remake and it's still that weird visual novel esque kind of whatever, I'm like, ah, eh. I'll still buy it and play it. But like, I'd be way more okay with like a full remaster of three. Yeah. But uh, a definitive edition, not like the GTA one. <laughs> yeah, let's not ever do that again. I, I also love that people were immediately going like, yeah, Rockstar's a shit company now all of a sudden. I'm like, they, okay, they got one game. Yeah. One problem. These are all the people that were sucking Red Dead's cock last year. Well, case in point, it's like Red Dead 2 came out, and y'all love the shit out of that game, and they, they fuck up a remastered that they I guarantee you they just kind of shoved to the side and said just put it out because GTA 6 is taking too long I'm Where still it, seeing sad Arthur Morgan edits on TikTok every single day well I mean like that's the thing is for me it's gonna wait till wait till GTA 6 comes out and if GTA 6 is bad then we can riot then we abandon hope a fucking a fucking remaster of old games to me isn't really the culmination of the company's going to shit yeah it's more just they didn't care about this project, so they're not going to put the money into it. Um, one more thing about Persona before we move on to the other announcements. they um, In Japan, they basically assumed that none of their buyers would be watching the Game Awards, so they had their own little Persona Direct. Um, Ultimax will get a physical edition there, but not here. Oh, fuck off. Uh, it'll be digital here only. Uh, I'm hoping Limited Run gets a hold of it because they've done work with Sega before, and that would be great. They've done work with Sega. Yeah. Atlas apparently just does their own thing, and Sega tries to stop them, and they're like, no, no, no. The one time I feel like Sega got a hold of them was fucking put that shit on PC right now. Yeah. But they, uh, they came in there and probably threatened to be like, if you don't put it on PC, we'll put it on Xbox. And they're like, fine, fine, fine. Dear God. Okay, okay, okay. Don't, don't, don't. Quit playing, bro. Quit playing. It's like, it's like, hey, yo, bro, watch your jet, watch your jet. <laughs> But um, they announced in that little shitty little Persona Direct, it was that, that it's coming out physically in Japan. And then they announced uh, for the new Atlas shop, which is accessible through all regions, mm. um, they're doing a set of records Ooh. that is the 25th anniversary thing. It's got like nine or ten records through the whole thing. Persona 1, Persona 2, and Persona 2 2. Persona 3, 4, and 5. And everything after 1 is 2 uh, vinyls. So that's going to be a shitload of money, but I really want it. I personally would probably just buy 3, 4, and 5. Because I think 1 and 2 have good soundtracks, but not enough for me to buy a vinyl for them. Yeah. But 3's got a great soundtrack. Just for mass destruction alone. Uh, that battle music is great. And then Persona 4 has bangers, and then 5 is perfect. Dude, the, so. I... I think I've mentioned this before, but every year when it gets around this time where it starts getting colder, I'll put on that Persona 4 soundtrack because it, it just hits. Persona 4 is such a phenomenal game. Like, that is one game that, like, no matter how many times, like, I think about it, I, I don't have negative feelings for it. Like, yeah, sure, there's things that I would do differently mm -hmm. if I made the game, but, like, when I actually play it, it's one of those where you're like, damn, this is good. Yeah. This is really good. 
That's why I want to get a Vita again so I can replay it. Even though it's on PC, but you know, I have. I think if I get a Vita and just like go into my stuff, I can probably re-download stuff, right? Or no? Uh, yeah, you can still re-download and buy new things. Oh yeah, because I'm not uh, shutting down that shop anymore. Yeah, they they reversed that decision. So yeah, but, if I ever get a Vita, I'll just log back in and re-download everything. Yeah, because physical copies of Jesus Golden Christ. have gone way up. Yep. But uh, other things that were announced, we got the Zelda-inspired tunic game, that little cute fox game that I actually was very excited for. Yeah, it looked um, really good. That game is going to be, if I'm correct, is Xbox exclusive, at least for the release. I think it'll come to Switch like um, Super Lucky's Tale did. Probably. Um, let's see. God dang it, there's so many ads on these sites. <laughs> I just want to read these ads without these ads getting in my yeah, way. Yeah, for real. <laughs> um, Tunic is set to release on March 16th for Xbox consoles and PC. Um, so yeah, it's going to be that. It's going to be that. I, th- I think Game Pass as well, but I could be wrong. <coughs> I'm cool with indie games like that. Like those kind of stuff. That's kind of stuff's really cool. Yeah. Um, definitely if it comes to Switch, I'll probably get it there. But if it's on Game Pass, immediate download. Because I'm cool with games like this. This. This type of thing is just kind of like, like like the kind of like kind of like what I said with like Forza. It's like I can just put this on. Yeah, I feel just kind of feel fulfilled if I play for like thirty minutes to an hour versus like I pop in like Assassin's Creed. I got to play for like four to feel like I did anything. Yeah. So the that tunic game like Matt and Carmen were both excited for it too, and it looked like it had a bunch of different locales and different enemies and stuff. So it does seem like a really beefy like Zelda experience. What's funny is like I love Zelda. But I get more hype for games that do Zelda stuff that's not Zelda. Yeah, because Zelda, they seem to lock themselves into certain conventions that they don't need to. And then when an indie studio gets that formula, you're like, oh, it's unpredictable. It yeah, because do- like, the thing with Zelda is that like no matter what we get, every mainline game is going to be Link. No matter what, he's going to save the day. Congratulations. Whereas like... It everybody- goes, Link, he come to town. He come to save the Princess Zelda. <laughs> What a what an OG YouTube <laughs> meme right there! Like man, the amount of times I've heard that song, God, it's so good. I remember when when I I legit thought System of a Down sang that song because everybody did because yeah, you, the YouTube video was System of a Down Legend of Zelda song, and you're like, no way! And then like you look at they no, they didn't. That's not them. Someone just sounds like the guy who sings it. Yeah. But th- man, what what a great one! But yeah, no, like that's the thing is like every Zelda game is kind of the same story wise. Mm-hmm. Link goes to save Zelda, Ganon's involved there. But like it's just different gameplay in each one. Whether it's a third person, uh, op- like open world action game, or like the top down stuff, two D, whatever. Um, gameplay varies, but it's all kind of the same dungeon crawly esque like action adventure game. Yeah. So yeah, I'm kind of excited to see what what the tunic boys do with this tunic boys tunic boys um thirsty suitors which i thought was thirsty squirters uh, (laughs) (laughs) i remember that (laughs) luke looked at the screen and he was like yo what (laughs) because like the way it came on the screen there was like some like sweat the font was weird yeah the font was weird it looked like sweat was coming out of the thing and so i went yo what? I was taking a sip of my wine and I just stopped with the glass halfway to my mouth and went wide-eyed because I thought it said that too. And I and I just was the one who said it audibly went, I'm sorry, what? And then they said thirsty suitors. I'm like, oh God. I was like, yo, I thought that said squirters. What? But uh this looks cool. Uh so it's a it's a fighting game or I 
a game where you fight your exes a la Scott Pilgrim, mm-hmm. but inst- but it's like if Ramona did her own fighting yeah. instead of Scott doing the fighting. It looks really interesting. I'm very excited to kind of check it out. The comedy in the game seems like it's going to hit really well, too. It says, uh, Thirsty Suitors is a bizarre game about fighting your exes and disappointing your parents. Yeah. So <laughs> That was the tagline. Yeah, I'm kind of in on that. That seems like really cool. So I'm I'm very excited to see that. Same. Uh, Babylon's Fall got another trailer that me and BJ were like, cool, and yeah. moved on. Because like, I'm less excited for that game. I'll be real. I like, don't give a shit about it. I like I saw Platinum at first when the when we knew what it was, and then all of a sudden it was like, ah, uh, it's just it's Sword Destiny. Yeah, feels like I I might get it if it, if the reviews are stellar, but I feel like it's gonna be a solid like seven. Yeah, it, it didn't do anything to really grab my attention. Yeah, th- that's definitely one of those games where it's like, man, PlayStation thought they had something when they bought the rights for this game, but then like, whatever was happening in between, people just didn't work out. Yeah. Uh, some game called Homeworld Three came out. I uh, didn't know what it was. This actually gets this this game gets me hyped. That uh, the supernatural action western game Evil West got a gameplay trailer. That game's called, by the way. Oh, that's cool. We're playing that because that looks sick as fuck. It looks like Western Doom. It it does. I really like the way it looked, and it reminded me of an old. I can't. I still can't find it or remember the name, but it was an Xbox game, OG Xbox, where you were just like a cowboy, and then you got turned into a vampire, and then in all, it was a first person shooter. But in all of the stages that took place during the day, you had to like stick to the shadows and these open maps. It was really cool, and it really reminded me of that. So it got my little nostalgia bug. I yeah it, it looks it looks really sick. Um have a nice death uh lets you control the Grim Reaper in a stunning hand-drawn 2D action game. Looks pretty cool. Yeah. It was definitely one of those indies where I'm like, yeah, it seems cool. Uh multiplayer Texas Chainsaw Master game from the Friday the 13 devs uh, got announced. Um, um if you guys were listening to the podcast around closer, April of yeah, last year uh, we went to that horror convention, me and Brianna, and we talked to Kane Hodder, the guy that plays Jason in most of the Friday the 13th movies. He told us, he was like, yeah, Gun Media is making a new game about a very popular horror franchise, and I'm also doing the motion capture for that killer. So I was like, oh, they're just doing another Friday the 13th, but it turned out to be this, and I think it looks awesome. I'm cool with this. Like, if they can't get Friday the 13th, then here, Texas Chainsaw. Yeah. It's very similar. got the same kind of vibe where it's like, it's the creepy motherfucker who's got a sharp object. Good luck. He's got a fucked up face and he's country as hell. Yep. (laughs) Uh, King of Fighters had a new character. Cool. Cool. It was the only fighting game thing, by the way, besides Persona. Persona, Arena, Ultimax, and this were the only fighting game announcements, and it was all pre-show. Yeah, that's kind of weird. So, uh, here you go. I think the rest of this is now official show, but Quantic Dream reveals Star Wars Eclipse, a narrative action game set in the High Republic era. That's what got me, was that it's an open-world action game. It's not their usual Detroit-style kind of telltale thing. They definitely couldn't tell that by the trailer. No, it was a fucking Star Wars CG. Like, apparently it's like three to four years before it's even going to come out. Wow. Like they're they literally like are recently starting the game. My favorite parts were watching those dudes bang on the drums and seeing Yoda look out that window. The thing is, like, I, I understand. Like, everybody's like, it's Yoda, and I'm like, yeah, or Yaddle, the female Yoda. Yeah, I think that's her name. I don't know, but hey, it's set in the High Republic era. Apparently, it's in it's it's in a spot 
where the higher public era, like the actual comics and books, are not going to touch. Mm. So they're letting Quantic Dream do their choice-based shit in that section that they can go, we don't have to actually talk about that in the High Republic. Nice. But here, have freedom. So it's like when Old Republic came out for the first time. It was like, hey, you guys can do cool choices because it doesn't really fucking matter. We don't have a canon for that. Right. They're, they're going to make a canon st- line through it because they're going to write a book about it sometime. Of course. But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm excited for it. I wish it wasn't Quantic Dream, but hey. Like, Detroit Become Human has re- is actually a very good game if you haven't played it. Very good choice-based game. It's got a lot of, like, good character arcs, pretty a good heart to it. But I just... It's the first big trailer you show off after saying, fuck Activision. Yeah. And we, we, we disagree with sexual harassment. We disagree with all this bad stuff. What was that thing? I, I wish I saved that meme, but there was a meme I, t- I told you about when we were playing Fortnite last night. It was like, hey, say what about David Cage. He may be homophobic. He may be sexist. <laughs> like that thing. It's like, but also, but hey, he also makes shit games. And it's like, yeah. Yeah. So I'm. Uh, we'll see. I'm hoping they've kind of fixed their culture because it's been a minute since they made Detroit. So I'm hoping that we get some good PR out of this and that there's a very real change. I don't think so, but whatever. I mean, looking at what every other company that got out it is doing, doesn't seem like that's the case. <laughs> Ubisoft is finally going fine. We'll have a female Assassin's Creed character. Fuck everybody who played as Alexios, I guess. But here you go. Because, yeah, the, the new the new updates... By the way, my Assassin's Creed is updating for those. The updates add uh, the content. Cassandra is the only way you can play those games mm-hmm. or play that content because she's the canon character. And I went, damn, fuck everybody who picked the Alexios then. Yeah, better start a new playthrough, motherfucker. That is, I, I just feel bad because like, like, what if you were like, hey, I can finally play as a gay character in Assassin's Creed? And they then went, no, you're Cassandra. Yeah. Now you can be lesbian. She can do that, but, like, you, you can't be Alexios. You can't be Big Muscle Spartan. We're willing to concede that you can play as a woman just to keep the gays out. <laughs> it, it was so it's so funny, because, and then, apparently, you can still play as whatever Eivor you pick in, in Valhalla. So, like, you get one. <laughs> you can have one. But I'm actually kind of cool with that, the whole crossover stuff there. But uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 gets a trailer. Dude, we, Hype were, we were really fuck. hyped. That trailer, the opening bit of it was just Sonic Adventure fan service. Sonic Adventure fan service. Uh, Jim Carrey's Eggman looks great. Yeah. By the way, did you see that uh, the coffee shop in the background? No. It said Mean Bean Coffee Machine or something. Oh, and I dude. went, ooh. <laughs> I got hyped because I'm like, yo, if they're putting that little shit in there, oh, ooh. The, um,. I noticed this later on Twitter because I didn't really get a good look at it on TV, but the skateboard that he uses in the house is the one from the Sonic Adventure art. Hell yeah. And it's like snow-capped zone. That's all just Sonic Adventure. I mean, the whole music throughout the trailer was, I think, a remix of like Emerald Hill, I mm-hmm. think. It was either that or one of the other ones. Um, but I'm hyped for that. It looks sick. Uh, we got a trailer for Frontiers, the new Sonic game. Yeah. Uh, you let me know the new writer. Yes. And for those who don't know, what's his name again? Ian Flynn. Ian Flynn has written, apparently, I've, I don't read the Sonic comics, so I have no idea, but BJ tells me, and I've done some research, he is the the writer when it comes to Sonic the Hedgehog comic books. Yep. And if they decided to get this motherfucker in on the game, good. Yeah. Especially it, if it's a game that you're going to do some new shit with. 
Yeah, from from everything that I've been reading, apparently this disembodied voice that he hears is a dead Amy Rose guiding him. And with Ian Flynn writing it, I know he cares about Sonic lore and he cares about doing something that matters like to the plot of the series. So this feels like it'll be the new Sonic adventure. I'm very excited just for alone, like the prospect of like how, like how well the Sonic game is going to feel because the locations and the way they show off the world do not look like Sonic yeah. at all. But I'm very excited to, to see how it plays. Cause if it's a big open world game, apparently what I've read into it is you still get the boost levels mm-hmm. of like the, the tri- like what you get out of generations and forces and colors. But you also get the big open world game that you can run around in, too. So I'm very excited to see what this means for the story, it, especially if it's written by uh, Flynn. It, I know that they're using Hedgehog Engine 2, Yeah. so that's what they did for Forces. But with that one, they were developing the game alongside the engine, so that's a big reason why that game sucks so much dick. The one problem I have with the game, and I know that you're, you might disagree with me, the game looks good, but even in that trailer, did you see some of the frame drops? Uh, I was too drunk to notice. There were, some, there were some frame drops, and I bet you it's because the Switch is holding it back. I, I guarantee that's the case. I'll For this one, I'll be buying both versions, PS5 and Switch, because uh, like I need to see the differences in the Sonic game. Yeah. I, I want to see... I know it's going to suck for the Switch and Switch owners, but I honestly would just like it if they, they, they had Sonic games they were making for all consoles, but then say, hey, this one is going to be a graphic powerhouse. Let's keep this on modern consoles. I I think what they could do is make it a Sonic Colors situation where the Wii version is Boost Formula, yeah. and then the DS version is like Sonic Rush. They just change it slightly for the Switch version, change how you you know, traverse the world and everything. And I think it would be great. Yeah. I, I doubt they'll do that. Yeah. I mean, I think we're past the point of doing two separate games for consoles now. Yeah. I think it's just, it's either all or nothing. I think so. You either make it for all of them or you, or you just exclude one. So at least it's not a cloud version. Yeah. Oh, no. well, I mean, depending on your internet, it might've been better <laughs> if it means getting like a really good, aren't, is Nintendo using Azure services as well, or is it just PlayStation? Uh, I think it. I th- that sounds familiar. So I think Nintendo is using them as well. If because if 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 Xbox can bo- boast that like, hey, those cloud versions you're playing on Switch, you're welcome. I mean, it's like, well, fuck. Like, yeah. I'll use Game Pass then. Like, you know what I mean? Because then it's like, yeah, I'll get Game Pass on my phone if my, if the Switch can run these big boys. Hell yeah. I mean, they are very buddy-buddy over there. Yeah. So I could see that being the case. But uh, we're both hyped for that. We could go on all day about our theories and shit about a new Sonic game. But yeah. we'll we'll save your the cringe talk for later. Come back for that episode next year when it's out. Yeah. Uh, more, But for another cringe talk that we're big on, Final Fantasy Remake Integrate comes to Epic Game Store. Yeah. Not Xbox. <laughs> Yeah. Just man, just twist the knife fucking harder, I guess. Because, like, Square Enix is one of those companies where it's like, they are full well... Like, they'll play any game as long as the money is there. Uh-huh. Like, Sony could get them to give them, like, all the rights to Final Fantasy. They'd be like, absolutely. I guarantee you if Xbox went to them and said, hey, we'll pay a shit ton to have Dragon Quest exclusive, they'd say absolutely. Mm-hmm. 
Nintendo could even then say, hey, uh, any other game you make, just make give it to us. Octopath, Brave Default, Triangle Strategy, it's ours. And they'd be like, yes, sir. Where's that money? And they'd do it. Like, yeah. I feel like no matter the, like, as long as someone's dropping the bag at their feet, they'll do it. And, like, I feel like that's what that is. Because Remake Integrate has been, like, what, or Remake, I guess, has been, what, two? Almost two years? Yeah, it came out 2019, didn't it? Yeah. Early 2019. This game has been out for that fucking long. Yeah. And it's like, dude, it, it's, it just hasn't come to any other consoles. Now PC through Epic Games, but I wonder if it'll ever hit Xbox or if Sony is kind of trying to keep that with them, if they want to be known as the Final Fantasy machine. I'm sure Sony's pulling some shit behind the scenes where they just keep dumping money into Square's pockets to keep that from happening. Well, because I know we got 16 is a PS5 console exclusive. It's coming to PC, they said. Mm-hmm. But console-wise, it's an exclusive to PlayStation, which makes sense because like they're putting some of their games on PC anyway. Yeah, and now it seems that they're just going to add sixteen to that list. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I think uh, I mean, good. More people can play this game, so good. Yeah. So like this, this reveal wasn't like that big. It was just kind of like ah, cool. But it, uh, I, it it is just nice that it's going to be on PC. Yeah. But, like, I I was very shocked we didn't see anything from 16. I'm not necessarily shocked, but it's more like these guys are very, very adamant that they're not showing anything until they feel it's ready. Right. Like, I think Yoshi Don't P... Don't want another Final Fantasy 15. Well, not even just that, but Yoshi P said, he's like, when we show you the next trailer, the game will be ready to come out, like, that year. Goddamn. So, like, I, th- I think if we get a trailer anytime soon, it means the game is going to come out soon. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if the next trailer straight says release date. I can and then see that. and then it just sticks to that. Cuz like this guy knows how to manage. Yeah. Case in point, 14. Clearly. <laughs> yeah. Um a new Wonder Woman game in the works from the Middle Earth developers. Uh in bonus points, I found this out on Twitter the next day. It has the Nemesis system. Oh, and with I'm, Wonder Woman. Well, considering that she can fight both modern day people and demigod-like level threats, I think this works, but True. we'll see. I'm very interested to see what this, what this is going to be like. One of my favorite reasons to play Assassin's Creed Odyssey is to play as Cassandra and just kind of in my head go, this is the Wonder Woman game I'm never getting. But now I'm getting it from the Middle-Earth people. Yeah. So I'm kind of cool with this. And I hope to God. I know people will just be, it's a reskin to Middle-Earth. You better give me that free-flow combat system you kept from Batman. Yeah. Holy shit. Wonder Woman doing some, like, dude, if she can, like, lasso a motherfucker to you in mid-combo, oh my gosh. That would be pretty dope, actually. Like, I'm thinking of all the cool shit you could do with her as a character. Also, DC and and Warner Brothers, don't you be fucking cowards. (laughs) She's bisexual. Yeah. Show it. I feel like they only show it by just saying, well, she's in an island full of women, so of course. And then have like one or two comics where they show it. Mm-hmm. But the rest of it is she's really hung up on Steve Trevor or she's got a thing for Superman or Batman. Yeah. Just get away with all that. And like, I mean, cool. If you want to have her be in a relationship, like if you want Steve Trevor to be a part of the game, cool. That's fine. Just like at least have her say that she knows how to like, oh, like, like if Steve goes like, Oh, I've you know I've never really done this you know like before and she's oh I have many times yeah many women and like you're like oh see cool got it like make it a funny joke do something just like show don't be cowards don't puss out I agree also it's Wonder Woman I better get some big ass final boss fight 
that's some like epic like, like end of god the of war. war dude give me OG some god of war shit give me some epic like, greek god final boss fight god dang it i want some big shit <laughs> yeah next up speaking of middle earth actually we okay. have to talk about uh, the golem game odd world golem that art style looks really bad yeah, it, I I was very like, because the first time they showed it off, he didn't look like that. Yeah, and now they show it off, and it's like, what the fuck is that? Like the, my thing is, you have a whole universe of shit that you could do with Lord of the Rings, and you choose to make a game about fucking Gollum. Yeah, like make a make Gandalf simulator. Have you seen that? Uh, the, I, I I don't know if it was a real game or not, but the I am Jesus Christ, no game. I'll show you that after. But like, you could do a game like that where it's Gandalf just kind of walking around, healing people, doing magic, fighting a Balrog. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, I feel like Gollum. I feel like the game they're trying to make is some weird. Like, did you ever play that like uh, that Goblin game where it's like the thief dude? I I don't remember the name of the games, but you play as this like Gollum looking motherfucker. Thief? No, it's not thief. <laughs> Um, God dang it. You literally play as like this goblin motherfucker and it's a stealth game. You go around sneak killing people and whatever. Like I'll find it. It's if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about, but it's, I feel like that's what they're going to go with where you are. You're going to be like pulling, like, you know, doing traps and stuff. And like, you're obviously not going to be an action game. It's going to be very, if it's probably gonna be like a stealth game. Yeah. But like the trailer definitely made it seem like that. But like also why? Yeah, I mean, you had, you know, Shadow of Mordor and Middle-Earth or whatever. So, like, that was already pretty heavy on the stealth. I want something different from Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Bring back that, like, RTS shit Honestly, from the PC. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> or, like, just say fuck it. Like, get, like, one of the best parts about Lord of the Rings is the adventure part, right? Yeah, make it a fucking adventure. <laughs> so give me, like, a hobbit, give me an elf, give me a... Like, let me have multiple characters I can play as and go on an adventure. Make the hobbit. Honestly, yeah, make, just make the hobbit every dwarf playable. <laughs> oh, that'd be great, actually. Uh, the Silent Hill creator unveils his new game, Slitterhead. Yeah, that... This uh, looks sick as fuck, actually. When, when that trailer started, uh, you went to the bathroom... Me and Matt were sitting there, and then the text came up in 19 blah, blah, blah. This guy created Silent Hill, and then we were like, okay, pause it, pause it, pause it, pause it. <laughs> because we legitimately thought, oh, this is going to be like Silent Hill's revamped. Yeah. And it wasn't, but it still looked very cool. It looks cool. really cool. It's like Silent Hill, but more punk rock. Yeah, it was like a more action-y Silent Hill. Which I'm cool with. I, I like, like... Some of the best parts of Resi 8 were when it just said, fuck you, here's, here's guns. Yeah. The Chris parts of Resi 8 were so fun. Chris builds you a little tank out of a lawnmower and a pipe bomb. Yeah. you got to go fight Heisenberg. I'm, I'm pretty excited for, for that game. It looks really cool. It's definitely on my, on my radar. Plus, it's the guy who created Silent Hill. Yeah. So I feel like he he knows how to do creepy horror. And even if it's got some action elements, I'm, I'm ready to be like legitimately freaked out. Yeah, I think so. it'll be good. Um, Destiny, uh, Destiny Two, Witch Queen got a narrative trailer. I don't play Destiny Two anymore, so nah. Same. I mean, good for them. I'll ask Landon about it. I like that he'll they tell me that it's good. I like that they uh, stole a line from a Steven Universe game <laughs> with "Take Back the Light." 
Aha, uh-huh, funny. <laughs> like, I love that you're. I love people who like do that. By the way, where it's like they obviously stole that from this thing, or and it's very clear this was a, a nod to that. It's like no, they just. It's very common terminology of and considering that Destiny Two is all about the light. Yeah. All you have to do is just it, like it's gonna sound like some fantasy mumbo jumbo whenever they speak. Anyway, the one case where that is not true is that fucking Black Panther trailer <laughs> with the Titan song. I will never let that go. No, that was straight up. That's t- that's. <laughs> we watched Invincible that. last week. Put that song in there. Yeah, very clearly they're like, hey, that was an Invincible, and we're talking about the King of Wakanda. So bring it in, black guy, black guy, same song. <laughs> I wonder, like, I love like the low key, probably little like. Whenever, whenever people talk about like the subtle racism in people's lives, I, a lot of times I go, it's not a thing. And then I see that shit and go, it's probably a thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, X-Bioware devs reveal their new Victorian-era survival game, Nightingale. That looked really cool. I'm, I'm pretty excited, especially the survival aspect. I, I thought it was Fable when that trailer started. Same. I was about to get hype. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. A survival crafting game by Bioware, the ex-Bioware guys. I'm kind of interested in this. It looks really cool. Um, I love, I love this time frame they're doing where it's like Victorian era fantasy esque thing. Yeah, which is why I like Fable. Uh, but it looks sick. I definitely will keep an eye on it. Uh, see where it, where it goes. I think they said this one was PC only, right? Though. Uh, I think for now it is, but yeah. I could definitely see this one coming to console. Yeah. All right, uh, Telltale announced an episodic game based on the Amazon show Expanse. It's not a, it's not the boys or Invincible, so we didn't give a shit. Yeah. No, I'm sure the Expanse is great. If it's getting a video game and has a fan base, sure. I haven't watched it, so I really have nothing to say on this. Um, but there you go. Make a Telltale the boys game. That should be kind of fun. I'd love that. Uh, and it, this just in in. Everybody finally got got something when Cuphead, the delicious last course, got it a release date. Fucking finally, dude! That <clears throat> that whole Cuphead segment in the show was incredible. I I, I also love. I just noticed it by the way, the delicious last course DLC. Yeah, funny. Wow. It took me. That, yeah. <laughs> it, it's been how long since they announced it, and I just got the joke. It's been years. <laughs> it's when I saw DLC Island, I went delicious. Oh. Fuck, <laughs> and yeah. Also, that whole song and dance routine they yeah, did, yeah, like with the big really band nice. and like the accurate flappers. Even the microphones were like period accurate. That was so cool. It was really cool. I, Cuphead always uses style. I, yeah, anything they do with their trailers and like anything, so good. And that like Woody's Roundup style trailer they did, that was so cute. Uh, I, I, yeah, I think it's great. I'm excited for it. Final, finally, having Cuphead. Uh, Alan Wake Two was announced for 2023. So, granted, far off, but hey. It's coming. Finally. Because, like, I love Alan Wake. I think it's great. And this game is finally coming out. Um, fun fact, though, it's coming out for everything. It's not an Xbox exclusive like the previous one. And which, granted, Alan Wake Remaster is coming to PS5 as well. So there's that. And the Legacy Edition is coming to Switch. Yeah, so I think... Um, I wonder what that means. Because I wonder, I wonder if Xbox is going to try to buy Remedy back. I can see that. Because they're doing the, which they announced also, the Crossfire X uh, single-player thing coming out in February. Mm Would have pushed that to March, but whatever. Yeah. Because no one's going to go up against Elden Ring and survive. (laughs) Yeah, that I think Elden Ring is going to come out and be the best-selling Souls 
yeah. of any of them, and mostly just because people are going to be buying into it for the first time, saying, oh, this is one game that I can play on my PS5 that nothing else is coming out for. Yeah, I I think it'll be great, but yeah. Alan Wake 2 looks sick. I, I like Remedy games, even Quantum Break, which is half TV show, half game, but yeah. it was still kind of cool. So I'm all, I'm all cool with this. I'm hoping. I thought it was Jared Leto. Like when when that sh- trailer showed up, I was like, "Is that Jared fucking Leto?" Yeah, we we had a little discussion about that. <sighs> I was like, I kind of hope not, but whatever. <laughs> uh, Somerville gets a gets a new intriguing trailer, which we saw that at the Xbox. I think it was the Xbox game event. Um, it's from the creator of Inside and what it was their first game the limbo um, limbo. limbo yeah it's from those guys so i'm all i'm all for that inside's really good they do so, good work i'm very excited for this especially because it's it seems creepy as shit yeah and it's it's a very different like visual tone than the first two yeah so i'm all down for that volition showed off a new saints row trailer with gameplay it looks like saints row it does it uh it feels like a natural progression of, of the Saints Row. Exactly. That's the thing. Is it's, so it's not Space Alien and Hell. It's just, it's wacky woohoo adventures with a gang, but like three. It's grounded wacky. <laughs> yeah. So I'm kind of cool with it. I'm, I'm, it got delayed again, so I think it's later. But hey, I'm willing to wait if the game is good. Same. Plus, I just want a new Saints Row game. And even though they, they it's very clear uh, for the, the cover arts and stuff, they have this girl. Because mm-hmm. they got an actual actress to portray the, the boss as like the main one, but you can still customize the boss. Everything is as Saints Row as ever. I'm hoping the customization, because they've always nailed the shit you can do there. Yeah. So I'm very excited for that. But uh, this game, the was it uh, Chia? The game based on New Orleans or whatever the fuck it was? The shape-shifting. Yes, yes. Yeah. That we, game looks sick as fuck. We we started watching this trailer, and I was like, this is just PlayStation Breath of the Wild. Because they did like the camera angle thing where she stands on the cliff, and I'm like, oh, fuck off. They did that with Sonic, too. <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> that's going to be the new overused trailer shot, where it's like, God, fuck. Watch that be the new like game case thing, instead of white guy holding a gun facing left it's now character guy is center screen in front of environment on a cliff but then the girl jumps off the cliff fucking a dude (laughs) dropped a cup (laughs) thankfully it wasn't open or or had anything in it so yeah it'll sit there on the thing um so yeah i love i love our bloopers (laughs) and we don't we never edit them out either but yeah, it, it looked like a really cool game. She, uh, you can transform into virtually anything in this game, which seems really robust. I, I definitely want to see how that works because if, yeah, it, like it doesn't look like there's like traditional combat in the mm-hmm. sense, but like there's a lot of ways you can fight enemies with the shape shifting ability. I like that. So I'm very interested to see the creative ways this game will work. Um, Tiny Tina's Wonderland got a story trailer. Um, this game looks fucking fun, so I'm very excited for it. Hundred percent. Um. Apparently, uh, you said Joey got his Bunkers and Badasses thing already. Yes. I think I pre-ordered that, but I didn't get mine. So I don't know where mine is or whatever, but I pre-ordered the the Deluxe Edition and then that Deluxe box that comes also. Mm. So I don't know what I'll get, but hey, if we get the Bunkers and Badasses, we'll play around. Hell yeah. I mean, the thing, did you pre-order through GameStop? Because right now, pre-ordering through GameStop is a crapshoot for anything besides a physical... Like standard edition game. Really? Like I Devony ordered a pop for me. Like uh they came out with Tasty Peach Studios, which are these cute little plushies that I see at every convention I'm ever at. And my sister's been collecting them for years, so they 
came out with Pops, and I was like, oh, I got to get those. That's like a nostalgic thing. Definitely pre-ordered the whole series for me, and then there was one exclusive one, which is like a, a Cat B, and um, it took a literal year after the Pops release for it to show up at GameStop for me to pick up. Yeah. I don't know. It, it is what it is, but... Uh, we've got a lot more to go through. I don't know how much time we have left, but we'll kind of go through some of them. New Star Trek game from Telltale Devs. I'm pissed about it. Oh, great. Fucking, I thought we were, we were going to move past this. Fucking Angie. <laughs> Why are you Angie? Where the hell is the Wolf Among Us 2? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about Yeah. You were like, oh, man. I remember they, they showed The Expanse. They showed that. No Wolf Among Us 2. Yeah. Oh, man. I forgot about that completely. Damn. Yeah, I you were, you were actually like, Yo, what the fuck? <laughs> like, how long did it take you to develop this Star Trek bullshit? Probably, nobody, probably nobody, a week. Nobody wants another Star Trek game. Well, here's an, here's something I know you're not pissed about. Horizon Forbidden West got a new trailer. That trailer it looked sick. Was dope. It was so good. I got me hyped for Horizon. I haven't really been hyped for this Horizon. Like, I'm hyped for it because it's Horizon. But like, this trailer was like. Alright, it's kind of sick. <laughs> yeah, this was the trailer. Um, Forspoken got a new a release date and a new trailer. Um, I'm still kind of iffy on this game. I didn't like this trailer as much as the first one because I think it was way too heavy on like the story and they didn't even show that much of it. Like There were two different segments in this trailer where she goes to a new kingdom and they're like, she must be evil. She came, look at her clothes. Like, Look she, at her clothes. She's obviously New Yorkan. <laughs> she's a modern woman. Yeah chain her that happens twice in this trailer yeah. in two different places gameplay looks sick though yeah. I will get, the gameplay looks actually really good so that's I, why i'm interested in it i'm pretty much it i saw warp strike and i was like hey if anyone else is gonna use this i'm glad it's square because they knew how to fucking use it yeah that was like the best move in 15 bar none yeah i would always just run away and then warp strike and then run away and then warp <laughs> strike because that's how you get through that game um Dune Spice Wars, we got a Dune game. <laughs> Great. Um, it's a, it's a strategy game, so that's cool. Yeah, uh, I, I feel like Dune fits strategy pretty well. So, Among Us is coming to VR. <laughs> cool. That's that's gonna be like the funniest thing to watch on YouTube. Yeah, is people playing that and actually getting scared of these big amorphous blob characters. It's just you, all of a sudden, someone's behind you and you just see. <laughs> That, and shit. that trailer was really funny because the guy was just like looking around while doing his task and then turns around and the red guy just like put his hands around his throat. I, I, I'm, I'm very excited because uh, Disguised Toast, who did a lot of those, mm -hmm. he, he tweeted and went, it's time. And I went, <laughs> yes. That would be a, f we need to get you a VR so that me, you and Matt can play stuff like that. I'd, I'd be down. I'd, I'd got to get one because fucking quests are expensive. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, we got a Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League trailer. Good trailer. Actually looks way better than what I thought it was going to look like, so I'm very happy with it. Yeah, it's it's much less heavy on the shooter aspect than I expected, which is great. Yeah, I'm I'm actually pretty excited for this. No Gotham Knights trailer. Ironically, because that game is apparently supposed to come out first. Yeah. But I guess not. We'll see. I thought what they were doing was... Because in the show, they have it to where it's like, oh, Suicide Squad, and then it starts glitching out. I thought it was going to be like, oh, Barbara Gordon's like hacking the thing and it's going to be a Gotham Knights, but no. No, Seer just shows up uh, yeah. to, to be Amanda Waller and kills it, by the way. She's a great actress, but yeah, yeah, it is what it is. Dying Light 2 got a new trailer. It was cool. 
uh, that uh, co-op horror shooter, Get the Fuck Out, or GTFO, uh, got is got a launch or whatever. Mm-hmm. Looks cool. I'm I'm down for it. Uh, Paramount Plus's live action Halo series. Cool. I it looks great. Like aesthetic alone. When they showed Chief's armor, I was like, hell yeah. Yeah. The um the 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 not Pillar of Autumn. What's the High Charity? The Covenant ship mm-hmm. looked fucking great. The the armor looks good. The just the way that it looks looks great. So I'm very excited to see how that pans out and if it's going to be a pretty good retelling of the games or they're going to tell the story of Halo but kind of do it in a way that makes more sense for a show. Yeah, I think that is the more likely route. But just from the visual standpoint alone, I thought it looked great, and I think it's definitely going to be worth someone's time. Yeah, um, new Elden Ring trailer looks good. Um, the that sci-fi game, Planet of Lana, that we all thought was Star Wars at first. Yeah, that looks cool. Um, but the main, the two big takeaways for me, at least, was the the Matrix Awakens Unreal Five demo, which apparently is fucking great. So yeah. I'm gonna have to play that, and we'll we'll tell you about it when we do. We both have it in our uh, in our systems now. We just yeah. need to play. Well, I need to play. I think you already have, haven't you? Uh, I I, I kind of started it, and it looks it so far looks great. But apparently, I, I didn't get to play much of it. But apparently, it lets you explore. Oh, it's not just like an on rails thing. Interesting. There's a point where they just say, "Go run around," and I'm like, "No fucking way!" Dude. And so I'm gonna continue playing it and see. I've just been playing a lot of Halo. <laughs> The, the trailer they showed at the awards just looked like they were showing scenes from the first movie to me. Yeah, like that that's the thing that gets me on Unreal 5. And I'm very excited to see games do this. Which, speaking of games that use Unreal 5, the highlight for me was Hellblade 2. Yeah. As someone who's played the first game, when, when, when Jeff Keighley said this game is also showing gameplay, I'm like, all right, yeah, whatever. I'm like, cool. And then when they went from I couldn't tell what was cutscene and what was gameplay to be honest. The only reason I knew I knew is because when she started jogging, I'm like, I know that jog. Mm-hmm. I did that jog a lot. And, I, and I'm like sitting there going, They're not I mean it's 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 a scripted thing for the award show, but I'm like, there's no way this is like in game like gameplay. And then it is, and you're like, no fucking way. Yeah. This game looks sick, and god dang it, I, I've said it before and I will say it again. This to me is gonna prove that Ninja Theory is gonna be play uh, Xbox's Naughty Dog. Yeah, where they're gonna because all the shit we've heard about Hellblade shows dedication. Like they, not only are, did their actors take combat training, but the animators, the ones who are doing the animations, took combat training, so they would understand the way muscles move mm-hmm. and they would understand how it's supposed to look. That to me is fucking insane. And then apparently they've been taking video and pictures and everything of like Ice, is Iceland or Greenland, whatever the the Norse kind of th- areas they're they're getting for the game, they're actually taking vi- like, like live video and pictures and stuff, and dumping that into Unreal Five and using that. Yeah. So I'm I'm all in. This game is I I don't want to hype it up too much, but I think this game's gonna blow people's fucking minds open. I think so too. It seems like it's gonna be a real benchmark. If and just based on the first game, right, that was an indie game. That game was made with, like, a very small team with a very small budget. And it already was fucking great. Yeah. And you're telling me these motherfuckers now have Microsoft fuck you money? And they are using it. Speaking of Unreal 5, um, Epic is starting the transition for Rocket League and Fortnite with all their models so that 
eventually they can transfer them over to Unreal 5. I wonder what, what Fortnite's going to do in Unreal 5, because it's obviously just going to look cooler. Like, it's, it's still going to be the cartoony aesthetic, but, like, I wonder how smooth everything's going to look and how fluid it's going to look, because that's going to be my biggest thing, is also, how, like, if they do, like, a substantial... Like, if they let if they let Fortnite run, like, the next few seasons and then do, like, a mid-stop where it's, like... Like, here's a story lore reason as to why things are going to change, mm. and then all of a sudden, like the game just runs smoother all this other shit because it's an unreal 5 now i mean they've done it a couple of times before with new mechanics so i could see that happening um i think we should definitely end the show today with our little shark story <laughs> yeah well so yeah game awards it was a thing it happened we we liked it and felt it was too long and definitely too many advertisers yeah but uh last night me and bj played some Fortnite, mm-hmm. uh which we do occasionally yeah. Um, it's just kind of whenever we're both feeling it. But uh, we're going to try to play more. I, I made a promise last night that I will actually try to play through this season the, or this next, like, chapter. Like, I actually want to be a part of the big events and do the the seasonal things and see what's up. We got you up, like, 10 levels I, yeah, just then last night. I was going to say, yeah, I got to level 10 last night. We got a victory royale, which helps in the next round. But We got uh, we got two of them right one got, after the other. Because we got the crown and then one with a crown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I won with Sakura, by the way. Yeah, and I was Spider-Man. <laughs> what a BJ was the hard carry, I think, because I died like twice in that in that first one. I was, but in that second one, I was just trash. But there was one match we did where we were, we were just kind of goofing around because, like, there was a moment where you, like, we were you were dancing like straight in the middle of the open <laughs> field. We were like both doing emotes, and I'm like, we're gonna die. Yeah, and we got to this island because I'm like, I just want loot. And there was a shark swimming around the island. The shark at first was not our main concern because we were getting sniped by two different teams on like mainland yeah. points on the map. One team swam over to us, so we killed them. Mm-hmm. So that was fine. Um, the other team was still shooting at us, and we decided, hey, we're going to aggro the shark and started shooting at the shark first and then the other guys started shooting us and we're like oh shit forget the shark so we focused on the other guys this shark said nah fuck your shit and jumped onto the mainland to attack us and we were already pretty low health and we were already low health and then what made it worse was one of the guys shot the tree that was near me it, it wasn't the guy it was the shark oh it was the shark that's fuck. what happened to me because uh i was trying to take on these guys across like on the other side of the island and i heard luke go oh the tree <laughs> And then his health bar went red. <coughs> so, yeah, what happened was I was trying to shoot the guy and all of a sudden the tree just explodes and the log just lands on me. And I didn't think anything of it until my character went down and I'm like, oh, fuck. I didn't know that was even possible until last night. Yeah. But I, I built up a little fort, was healing Luke up, got his shields and everything all the way back to like 50 health all the way up. And then the shark jumps again, hits another tree and takes me out. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, like I go to heal him, and then the shark jumps again and gets me down again. Yeah, it was it, it was fucked. It was not our our best moment, but hey, we we didn't end that night really well. Yeah, we started strong, but we ended kind of bad. Yeah, that, we that, made good progress though. Oh no, yeah, I got some good stuff, but uh, I also wanted to gush about that Spider Man glove. Right, holy fuck. I, I said it there and BJ was laughing. I was like, man, I, I am, I'd be embarrassed if I was Square Enix. He was so hyped. Holy <laughs> shit. Because it's like, dude, the, it feels actually really good. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what's funny about it is Fortnite, a free-to-play game 
was able to code better web swinging than a $60 game in Avengers, which, by the way, the web swinging, only available on PlayStation. Yep. So I guess, hey, if you have Avengers on Xbox, you thankfully don't have to deal with that shit. But, like, it's, dude, it wasn't even close. Yeah. Those it, web swingers saved my ass in that last <laughs> round because you completely died, and I was like, oh, there's three other teams on top of me. Just whip my ass out of here. Yeah, like, it, yeah, it was good. It was very weird seeing the Batman who laughs, or as you said, <laughs> the Batman who thwips. <laughs> it's, uh, I fucking hate Fortnite, because like that, we had so many of those where it's like, here's Master Chief and Drift. Here's Raven with whatever the fuck I was. Is that Kermit the Frog wearing a top hat and a monocle? Come on, Master Chief, Chief let's get the fuck, fuck out of here. here. It's like, it's literally just Fortnite. Is yep. is hey? Does it exist? Yeah, put in Fortnite. <laughs> yeah, but as, as I apparently it's part of the lore is that every every universe Fortnite has established himself as canon in every universe now. Yep. Because the Avengers show up, Batman shows up, all the like Master Chief and Ripley and all them showing up is because the zero point in Fortnite is like God of the multiverse mm-hmm. to the point where Galactus just showed up because he wanted to eat it. Yeah. He, did, he didn't like, he didn't like get sent there. He just kind of went, I feel that power. I'm going to go there. Mm-hmm. And that's why the Avengers got thrown in there. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> so yeah, Fortnite has a very deep lore that is surprising. Yeah. But yeah, we played Fortnite. It was fun. <laughs> um, I guess that's all for today. The game, the game awards were the game awards. Very long. It was like four hours actually. It was a long watch time for us. They, we got they, out of there at like one a.m. I was gonna say I don't think I actually left, or I don't either. I left or got home at one. So yeah, it there needs to be less ads. Like it needs to be about the award show. That's been my biggest problem. Is that like when you when you're not even giving some people an, a chance to accept to even accept an award. And then you're kind of pushing someone off stage because, like, you got 30 seconds, go. Like, that sucks. Or even less. Like, some those those statements were less than 30 seconds, some of them. Yeah. I feel like a lot of that could be remedied by just moving a lot of it to the pre-show or even just making a post-show where, you know, people speculate about, you know, why people won. Throw that stuff there. And, like, it's cool having, like, commercials. Obviously, we expect commercials and shit. But, like... Make the commercials make sense. Why the fuck was I watching a movie trailer that yeah. wasn't Sonic? Like <laughs> that one fit. That fit. But, but then, like, why the fuck was I was I watching a Guillermo del Toro movie? Guillermo del Toro's circus movie. It's like, come on, man. And like, another thing, you don't like. Why? Look, I love Simu Lee. Why the fuck is he giving out an award? Yeah. Why doesn't Todd Howard give out an award? Why don't you get like? Like Nakamura, get her back on the stage to give an award. Reggie still shows up. Yeah, like he's not even in the gaming industry. I don't think. <laughs> just he just shows up. Like that's what I would get is like have Nakamura. Like we we have people. We have our celebrities. Fucking Twitch streamers. You know how cool it'd be if Doctor Disrespect gave out the m- best multiplayer game award. That'd be great. Like, Neil Druckmann gave out the Game of the Year award. Like, I feel like that should be what it is. Whoever won the previous year should give out the Game of the Year. Yeah, that'd be awesome. And then show, like, people come in. Like, yes, have an actor or two. That's fine. But, like, make it make sense, right? Yeah. Like, Will Arnett showing up because he's in the Tiny Tina game. That was cool. Yeah, that... 
seeing him and Ashley Birch in the same frame yeah. blew my mind. Like that that alone is interesting. Like Ashley Birch, uh the last what, what, who was it the people they brought from Critical Role? Uh uh, Laura Bailey and uh, Ellie, the girl yes. plays Ellie. Like those, two, we have Troy Baker and and Matt Mercer and uh, Nolan North. Like we have gaming celebrities. Get Donkey up them. there to present an award. Get <laughs> fucking Donkey. I don't care. Like, dude. Like we have our own celebrities. Keanu Reeves makes sense because of the cyberpunk stuff. We mm-hmm. love him because of cyberpunk. <laughs> By the did way, you see the video of him laughing at NFTs. Yeah. Did you see the? Did you see him say he's never played the fucking game? No. Despite CD Projekt Red saying, oh, he loved it. Whoa. And he straight up said, yeah, I never played it. But hey, but he apparently really liked that people wanted to fuck him <laughs> with uh, mods. <laughs> he thought that was great. <laughs> but uh, it's like, dude, like, that's my thing. Like, this doesn't need to be a, like, because we're, the Game Awards, like, he's talking about how much the Game Awards make now, right? Mm-hmm. Then prove that to us by by giving like show the world when they watch the game awards who our celebrities are who our like content creators are like you don't need it like, doesn't have to be an event for everybody in pop culture like okay sure similarly could be there because hey he's he's a you know marvel is nerd shit gaming like that makes sense i'm but, not like, gonna lie when he got up there i was like oh god please let there be a shang chi game god dude <laughs> That'd be the sickest action game. Holy fuck. But no, that wasn't it. He just made a joke, which apparently, if you actually want rewatch some of those, there's a very clear laugh track happening. Really? Because there are some times where people just aren't fucking laughing. Damn. So, but uh, yeah, all in all, I think if the Game Awards keeps going this route, I think they're going to lose a lot of people watching because I'm going to be real. There were times like how many times did I get up to go to the bathroom because I'm like, oh, I can go now. Yeah, it, it was like two or three times. Because it's like, oh, this is an ad I can leave. Mm-hmm. Like, that was the thing is, like, there's so many of those times where I felt I didn't have to pay attention to the screen. Yeah. That shouldn't be the case for the Game Awards, but it was. So, like, like have, like, a good, like, seven world premiere stuff. Show the show some ads here and there, but announce, but, like, give us the award show. Like, if you're just, you know, swipe, like, going through these things like paper. Yeah. So like yeah, no little to no fanfare on a lot of them. Yeah, but hey, it happened. It was here. We had some good stuff to see, some stuff. Eh. And yeah. all in all, I think a great uh, game of the year winner. I I agree. And the um the little orchestra that they did for the nominees. Orchestra's always fire, dude. The when they did the Metroid theme, God, that was so sick. That was dope. That was so sick. The Death Loop theme on the guitar too. Yeah. It was all. St- I love hearing that every year because it's like, oh man, what was the the one they did Celeste too? Because that was Celeste, and then it went into Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and they played the Eagle Bearer theme, and I'm like, oh, this is so sick, dude. Yeah, I actually want to rewatch that. That like some of those some of those are so sick. Or they like, should put up a compilation. Fuck, we're like, I forgot to even talk about. We don't have much time left, but Imagine Dragons performed. Oh yeah, they did. Yeah, Sting also performed. I guess. Yeah, I. I could not figure out why Sting was there. <laughs> Neither could I, but hey. We were all confused. <laughs> but hey, Imagine Dragons sung, sung a song that was in Bastion, and then they played the Arcane song. And they are also in Beat Saber, canonically. Yeah. Yep. Put Sting in Beat Saber, <laughs> and then we'll talk. So yeah, the Game Awards were there. It pretty much was just like, the Game Awards, brought to you by a shit zillion people. Yeah. So... It was like watching the South Park COVID special where everything is like Taco Bell Plus. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was it? Like they made they made fun of like the TJ Maxx. Yeah, like TJ Maxx Max. Max. <laughs> yeah. It, 
in the future we we don't we do this way yeah i know i, I fucking live in, know i know i live in the future that new one comes out like two days from now too i'm, I'm excited for it but no it it I hope we get a better Game Awards next year. I'm I'm very excited to see, because we're probably going to... I don't know if I'm going to watch it, but they're going to do the DICE Game Awards like in January, which I think will be more... like I think the Game Awards is like the hype one, mm-hmm. and then the DICE Awards, I think is what they're called, is the more authentic shit, maybe. Right. Well, we might watch it and talk about it, but... I'm just happy that G4 is back on TV, so I don't have to search through 15 different streaming services to find this. I... Am hype because I didn't watch it, but apparently, yeah, Scott the Waz is on G4. Yeah, they're doing uh, hour-long episode blocks of Scott the Waz, which is awesome. I I think that that's cool. Get bring Scott, get him to announce an award. Like, dude, that would be hype. Like, that's the thing is, we have celebrities. You don't need Guillermo del Toro. You, like, Kojima makes sense. Reggie makes sense. Like, Neil Druckmann makes sense. These guys are in the gaming industry and they're titans in the gaming industry. But also, you have content creators. Scott the Waz is the most unproblematic content creator you can get. Yeah. Just throw him up there and have him present an award or whatever. Have him... Super Mega to be the the audio performance. If I hear DTF at the Game Awards, <laughs> but you know I got fish to get. Like Animal Crossing fishing in the back. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah. The Game Awards were something. Yeah. But uh... Yeah, thank you guys for listening. This was obviously not our usual podcast, but hey, we're going back. You may have noticed uh, this past week we released two episodes. Mm-hmm. We're going back, at least for now, uh, if I can do it. Uh, episodes will be releasing on Thursdays. Um, so two days after they record, so we can kind of be a bit on on brand, on topic for things. Um, we are going to be focusing probably starting next year. I think we're going to let the holidays go by, and we're going to really f- kind of focus up. And... Uh, Start planning ahead next year for like, you know, doing a, a video of some sort, whether it's actual video of us or have like a, a kind of animated picture right. that you'll see. We'll get it on YouTube one way or the other. Yeah. So it'll be up there. Uh, we'll, I'll probably like have to like learn how to do it myself. But yeah. I, I was thinking about buying a new computer just to try to start editing stuff. Yeah. So I'll see what I can do with that. But yeah, we're, we're going to have that. Um, I don't know when we're going to do our Final Fantasy VII podcast. But it is in the plans. We just have to actually sit down and play it again. I, at this point, the Final Fantasy VII show is the main quest, and everything else is the side we're, quest. We're doing. We're like most <laughs> most open world RPGs. We're doing a shit ton of side quests. <laughs> we'll get back to the main quest at some point. It's honestly ironic that we chose this name. Yeah, because honestly. that's why we did this. That's and it's why still... we did it. The reason you bought Skyrim was to stop the dragons. But hey. Dark Brotherhood's kind of lit. Mm-hmm. The Thieves Guild's pretty cool. Hey, this Skuma Den is actually a vampire den. Like, that's what we're doing. We're doing a bunch of side quests, and we'll get to the main quests at some point. We'll have we'll have a lot of main quests over the years. We do this, yeah. But we're gonna be doing a shit ton of these, yeah. But yeah, uh, thank you guys for watching, listening. Fuck, <laughs> whatever. I'm tired. Thanks uh, for watching the darkness while you listen. <laughs> close your eyes and just stare blankly. Uh, while you listen to us. Maybe. Just imagine us on both sides of your head whispering directly into your ears. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. And as always, take it sleazy. <laughs>